Hello, hello, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Quest for New Inspiration. My name is Katie Mashler, and this week I am honored to sit down with Lyra Kay. She is a world-leading expert in innovative therapeutic methodologies, as well as a founder of the School of Inspired Life. I hope she inspires you as much as she's inspired me. So my name is Lyra Kay, and uh, I've been um, basically leading people in transformational processes for over 33 years now. I started when I was just 17 years old. And of course, uh, you know, started as a very shy introvert, so the very intuitive kid, and then was put on the stage. And this is, that's had been my life since then. So um, thousands of people around the world, traveled the world, have five kids. And, uh, you know, live in Hawaii now. And I started my own school as to teach my skills. Specifically, I would say, I mean, now it's called coaching. The time I started it, I don't think we even knew word coach. It was something interesting, I guess, like a healer, transformational sort of something, mentor. And of course, uh, now I've been teaching and certifying people in uh, methodologies. And it's been very successful and I'm very excited about what to come. What kind of led you to being interested in coaching, as you said, and where, how did you end up in Hawaii? Is that where you're from or how did you end up there? I actually was born in Estonia. Estonia used to be part of Soviet Russia, so that was the old sort of place in Europe and, um, so at the time when I started doing my work, it was very strange, very unusual. But I'm coming from a family of, a, I would say, there's a lineage on my mom's side, the Siberian shamans who are still practicing to this day. And I've never actually been there, but I was, of course, in touch and hearing a lot about the tradition. And then on my dad's side, he's a famous artist and a guru, also very unusual at the time. So I was kind of if you want, like planted, I think very interestingly <laughs> into the spot. And then, you know, when you have, I think, parents like that, you have this permission, I guess, to be yourself and to do the work. So to me, that seemed very natural. And then I lived in England, I lived in France, I lived in the States, both coasts. I love the, I love ocean, obviously. So I, everywhere I lived in the ocean. <laughs> and I was in uh, California, also on a coast. And then coming to Hawaii was just a kind of natural progression because it's, I love, you know, I love the sun as well now, I think, coming from sort of very gray, typically sort of coldish sort of climate. I'm really enjoying hot. And this is, this is where I'm uh, finding that this uh, place is very transformational. Like it's really interesting. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I, I'm blessed to go again here soon, so I can't wait to be back on the islands. But um, do you have any certain, you mentioned like Hawaii and the native like vibe around there kind of gives you inspiration per se. Do you have any other things that you kind of go to for inspiration? Definitely. I'm a big, uh, I think I'm kind of shamanic in uh, like some way inside at heart so I really look for nature and nature inspires me hugely and all kind of energy I've always been very sensitive to energy I feel it 
And I love dramatic landscapes, dramatic sort of weather, if you want. And Hawaii definitely brings that. And uh, they have huge, amazing culture of shamanic arts here. So, of course, it's not like open. It's not for everyone. But because I am right in the in the middle of that, I'm very interested. Uh, and uh, there is one very interesting sort of practice, uh, kahuna healing, that I experienced myself very spontaneously. And then I started investigating. So what was happening with me when I felt like somebody is actually have big hands on me and healing? Totally nobody was there. I was just at night sleeping in my room next to the ocean, of course, on the North Shore. And then uh, I started looking like, is, is, what was that? And then I actually found that it's a, it's a real experience. And apparently you become a teacher or a healer or a kahuna healer if you learn from the nature for eight years. You actually, there's nobody to teach you this stuff. You have to actually go to the ocean, go to the uh, forest and you have to speak with the nature and it will teach you. So it's a very interesting concept that I absolutely love. Uh, when I was 17, I read the book um, by Carlos Castaneda. I think maybe every spiritual seeker uh, in the teens had uh, you know read that book, at least in my, of my generation. And it was a lot about native Indian um, practices of also learning from nature directly. It's very, I love that. That's awesome. I noticed the beautiful art behind you. And then you also mentioned that your dad was an artist. Do you kind of get inspiration from art or do you have a favorite piece that you could share with us? Well, not really share, but, you know, share the story with us. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, piece behind me is called the Blue Mountain. So this one. And I've been exhibiting artists also my whole life and, uh, you know, traveled the world, showed my work in many galleries and et cetera, et cetera. So, um, yeah, definitely, uh, I would say discipline of art is something I grew up with. I think um, because I work with a lot of creatives, some often, or people who want to be creatives and really want to make it big, we often talk about that, that I think uh, when people talk about art, they assume that it's some kind of a crazy creative just come in and i was like well you know it's actually like like we're very much like martial art you have to be very disciplined you have to show up every day so my practice is showing up every day in the studio and do the work and this particular work had been it's got very interesting um history very dramatic <laughs> this is the you know i've been on the news a lot you know for my work but that was the one that was kind of i was on the national news in england in UK because I got lost in the, in the mountains in Scotland for the new year. Was it uh, Christmas for Christmas Eve? Yes. I went to visit my dad. We went, uh, I was uh, visiting Scotland, you know, just, uh, you know, as a tourist and we went for a little hike, you know, and my dad is a big mountaineer. So I was like, yeah, we are going, he knows what he's doing. Apparently in that particular spot, let me remember what was the spot called Lake uh torrent or something yeah i mean it's a famous spot for people getting lost so they'll end like local people would never go there but we didn't know we were tourists so off we went the snowstorm came we completely lost our plot we didn't know where we were and they had to rescue us eventually with helicopters but i walked about 14 miles into the god knows where almost died many times 
And I was actually managing to take pictures. I had the camera with me. And I remember just taking pictures. And then I did an ex- And all of it, the, all the pictures, they looked blue. All of those uh, photographs I took literally in the middle of the night because they rescued us like 4 a.m. in the morning. And um, next day I had a, a whole uh, Christmas uh, dinner and with all the rescue team and my family who were waiting for us. And we were all discussing and they were saying, you know how dangerous that was? Like six people die there and get lost every year. And you guys went like, what were you thinking? I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I was really lucky. So I didn't know about that, about that place. But when I came back, I did an exhibition in London when I showed my blue photographs. And then later on, I did this painting. And I remember I was kind of almost going through that, if you want that trauma <laughs> of near-death experience. Because, I mean, it was, I, I didn't know I was so close to that. But, uh, you know, so sometimes when we go and reach to our limitations, I mean, all sorts of things could happen, right? It could be dangerous. So well, that's the story about this painting. Yeah, that's uh, interesting. When I asked that question, that is not what I was thinking I was going to get. But that is definitely the best answer I have ever gotten. I That is incredible. Wow. I'm like shocked <laughs> that could be a whole podcast and story of its own like you could write a book on that you should write a book. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay any last piece of advice that you have to share with me i would say uh, from the nature of my work i attract a lot of people who are creative so i would definitely give advice here to become more systematic about your art process I mean, really lean into it and understand how you work what's good for you and on the other hand i as a healer as as also trained psychotherapist i invite a lot of people who went through trauma in their life and had a very difficult upbringing and traumatic upbringing so i work a lot with people who need healing and then i would definitely recommend creative process as a healing modality because i find that when you lean into your shadows into your own uh, those unacceptable parts of you and can express them creatively you can actually really uh, liberate yourself from that pain from everything you thought that was really destroying you and become a really really i would say advanced individual because actually people who had experienced their own path have such a great potential to heal the world change the world that is such great advice i love it thank you so much welcome (laughs) thank you if anybody wanted to learn more about you or connect with you where would they go they would go to lyrakay.com or they can go to schoolofinspiredlife.com. So those are my websites. Uh, and one is the more for private work. And another one is for my certifications, coaching, uh, advanced. I work with already advanced uh, therapists or coaches or healers. And it's just about taking your work to the, you know, five figure, six figure price point. So you would kind of like sort of have that lifestyle that you, I think, deserve as a leader and can uh, give your work unconditionally to everybody. So it's about that, I'm uh, teaching that business model and, of course, specifically how to succeed in uh, transformational building. And then do you have, do you still do any like art exhibitions or any place somebody could buy a piece of your art? 
Oh, it's hard these days uh, to find <laughs> my art because I, I've, trans- I've been doing also video art. So I've been doing film, some kind of um, doing performance art. I do all sorts of art that is kind of you can't really specifically buy anymore for money but i'm more interested in curating like if you are yourself an artist i would be interested maybe in showing you how to elevate the work and present it so kind of uh, you know i'm a curator and i love projects so actually if anybody is interested in maybe collaborating if you're a really really cool artist or if you're a really cool uh leader then uh, right now i'm uh, I just put out there, I'm a founder of 111 Healers Conference. I actually look into that as well. It's called 111healersconference.com. And you can apply to be the uh, ambassador of the, you know, healing message with creativity. I think it's great. And that would be something interesting. But to buy art, it's, it's hard right now because I'm <laughs> keeping all my pieces. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> I will be sure to put all of those links in the show notes below. But thank you so much thank for your time today. Thank you so much. And that is it for this week's episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Every single play truly does mean the world to me. If you guys love the podcast, make sure you let me know by sharing the podcast, leaving a review, or a five star rating on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast player. And if you're interested to staying up to date with the quest for new inspiration, make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And make sure you get some of your own quest for new inspiration swag. See show notes for more details.